Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for um, March 9th, 2021. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Schwan Humes and I will be doing one on Thursday. So uh, it was a deep jewel show over the weekend. So I have as my guest, uh, Charlie Jewett, all the way from Japan. How you doing, Charlie? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Okay. How was the uh, Deep Jewel show? It was pretty good. Despite some uh, bouts being canceled, it was a good event. Okay. We'll get to that uh, in a few minutes, but I got some other stuff I got to cover before that, and then we can talk about that. Uh, first of all, we'll start with the uh, WWE, and that's that uh, uh, la- on uh, last week's episode of, uh, of uh, NXT UK. Uh, Mako Satamura uh, challenged Kaylee Ray for the uh, NXT UK Women's Championship. Now, as some fans are probably already aware, uh, Mako, uh, WWE has hired Mako as a player coach for NXT UK. So she's going to be doing mostly training, but she's also going to be uh, uh, wrestling on TV. And uh, so this was actually only her second appearance on WWE TV. So the match was okay. Yeah, you know, watch the video on my blog. It was fine. Um, it was not a, her greatest match, I don't think. I'm not a big Kaylee Ray fan myself. Uh, the one thing that I discovered the last couple of days is that Mako apparently is going to go back and forth uh, from Japan and uh, England. Uh, oh, wow. She's back in Japan now. She's going to be uh, on a uh, Sendai Girl show on... Uh, uh, Thursday. And so I'm not sure how the schedule is going to work with stuff like that. I don't know if she's going, uh, you know, how frequently she's going back and forth. But uh, uh, until that, I was not aware that she was actually doing that. Uh, but I don't think that's generally known at this point. You know, it's a, I find these things out because I go to Japanese websites all the time. So. <laughs> well, it sounds like a Sounds interesting, especially during restricted travel during this time. It sounds like that'd be difficult. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, you know, especially with the pandemic and everything. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now we have uh, on uh, Sunday's AEW uh, pay-per-view, Hikaru Shida successfully defended her AEW Women's Championship against Ryo Mizunami. Okay, and I've posted the video on my blog. So the thing here is that they decided to do a tournament to find a number one contender. Okay, so a couple of things that's notable about this tournament, and that's that the whole idea for the tournament was Hikaru's idea. Okay, she was a little annoyed because of some of the competition there. And so she went to Kenny Omega and suggested that they do a tournament. And some of the matches were done in Japan uh, at the Ice Ribbon uh, um, Arena, and some of the matches were done in the U.S. Um, uh, She actually produced the TV for the Japanese matches. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So uh, you were asking me about this. They made a big announcement about this, but the problem that AEW has is that they only have two hours of TV. 
And so what they're doing with a lot, what they did with a lot of this tournament is that uh, a lot of it was on YouTube. Okay. That's and, the one of it was on like Bleacher Report or something. It was on like a weird, what weird happened? website. Yeah. Well, no, Bleacher Report. You I mean, their their TV deals with uh, TNT, right? Okay. It's okay. Ble- Bleacher Report is owned by Turner. Ah, okay. okay. And so uh, they uh, they got the um, some of the matches uh, to be on the Bleacher Report website. The problem is you couldn't watch. They were geo blocked, right? Oh wow! Okay. So what happened? Well, this kind of shit happened. You know what I'm say? And so uh, 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 AEW owner Tony Khan, he. Uh, apologize for that. Put all the match, put the matches that were supposed to be on Bleacher Report on YouTube. So, so when stuff like that happens, I mean, it's, it's just so half-assed. Yeah, you well, know, they just they, they don't have enough TV time to to. This do seems TV to make it more difficult when you have to like actively search for it. <laughs> so yeah. it seems like they're yeah. alienating probably the casual <laughs> fan base. And 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 fans do not watch matches on YouTube like that. They don't. Right. You know, they mostly want to watch about dynamite, so it just doesn't have the impact that it needs to have. So uh, um, the um, tournament uh, was won by uh, Ryu Mizunami, who uh, uh, Hikaru, of course, knows from Japan. And uh, the problem with with her is two things. First of all, fans in in the U.S. don't know who she is. She appeared in AEW a couple of years ago. Okay. okay. Here she is again. The other problem with her, for me anyway, is that she uh, is a decent enough wrestler, but she lacks um, uh, charisma okay. and, and the kind of you know sex appeal that you'd like to see. Okay. Right. The self tickets. Yeah, but she doesn't have that. Um, she's a, you know, she's a, a 32 years old. She trained, uh, Mako Satomura trained her first at Gaia. And then after Gaia closed in 2005, uh, she went to Sentai Girls. She had been working for Pro Wrestling Wave since 2009. But when uh, uh, Wave closed in 2019 after the Ayako Hamada fiasco, uh, Mizunami uh, was going to retire. The reason she was going to retire is that, you know, it's very difficult to start over at a new company. But what ended up happening instead is she got the call from AEW. And so she appeared on a couple of AEW shows a couple of years ago. And so she decided to continue. So now she's back in AEW. Uh, Are all these Japanese fighters with AEW, are they all on like one-off contracts or something? Well, uh, it, Hikaru is under contract to AEW, and she's moved to the U.S. Right. Um, I think she's the only one. Riho, who's the most popular of these, she's not under contract to anyone. She's strictly right. freelance. So all her deals are, um, are um, one-off. Now, they brought right. in... Uh, a wrestler who was in the tournament, who they brought in for Sunday's show, was uh, Maki Ito, who works right, for... She seems, she's blowing up. She's all over my social media recently. So. Yeah, she, she works for Tokyo Joshi Pro. And, um, you know, her deal is that she's a failed idol. So her deal is when she comes to the ring, she has this shtick 
where she sings and all that kind of stuff. And you know how pro wrestling fans are. They're hypocrites. They'll say on one hand, they'll complain about how somebody's not a good wrestler. And then on the other hand, they like this kind of junk, even though she really isn't a very good wrestler, right? right. So it's like she has some appeal, obviously, for that sort of thing. I mean, she's under contract to Tokyo Joshi Pro, but I, could, I would imagine that uh, Khan could, um, you know, buy out her contract and get her to move to the U.S. if that's what he wants to do. But the other ones who have appeared for AEW, uh, they're all on one-off, uh, one-off right. deals. That's one-off what I figured. Deal. And with the pandemic, of course, it became a big problem. And in fact, one wrestler who's not Japanese but British, B. Priestley, she was under contract to AEW and Stardom. So she was under contract to both companies. And as long as there were no conflicts, it wasn't a big deal. She was going back and forth to Japan. Okay. She's in Japan now. Because Hikaru Shido technically has something like that too, right? With that kind of like combat organization that she's in where they do like the fancy fighting. Like oh, you're talking, about kind of. you're talking Sorry? about Makai. You're talking about You're talking about exactly. Mekai. She still flies yeah, back to those I shows, know, right? That's more theater than pro wrestling, okay? Right, right. And uh, uh, it's actually owned by a former pro wrestler named Ren Maru. Okay. Okay. So she, well, you know, she started as an actor. She she was in a movie in two thousand and eight oh, called called Three Count, where she played a pro wrestler, and Sakura Emmy was in that movie. And while they're doing the movies, Emmy asked her if she wanted to be a pro wrestler, and she said, "Sure, I'll try it." And she turned out to be really good. Huh. Fascinating. You know, because she, she's. And now what AEW has learned about her is she's more than just a pro wrestler. She can do other stuff. Like she could, you know, do production and TV production and all that sort of thing. So that's pretty valuable. Did I hear you say on another podcast that they kind of underuse her, though, for her to like – she speaks English very well. So did I hear you say they don't let her speak that much? This is one of the things that she's been complaining about. I mean, if you if you ever listen to her, her English is fine, but for some reason, they don't seem to want to let her talk. Okay, and that's one of the things that she she was complaining about to, to Kenny Omega. Omega generally deals with her directly because, of course, he speaks Japanese. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he was over in Japan for a long time. Usually, guys who go over there for any length of time learn the language. You know, so. They can order food, right? right so, exactly. So uh, he, he deals with her for the most part. So she was complaining about that. She was also complaining about, you know, uh, the kind of competition they were bringing in, like this girl Abaddon, who was just awful. And I think that was kind of the last straw. So she this, this whole uh, tournament was her idea, which is not a bad idea, but... It just wasn't executed particularly well. Okay. All right. Anyway, the match for that is also up on my blog. Now, I just want to also mention that tomorrow on tomorrow night's uh, NXT, Io Shirai will defend her NXT Women's Championship against Tony Storm, uh, a wrestler she's very familiar with. They worked together many times in Japan, and Tony actually beat. 
EO in the finals for the uh, 2018 May Young Classic. So that's uh, on tomorrow night. Now, I should tell you that uh, uh, Sportsnet in Canada is now carrying NXT live on Wednesday nights. Okay. The other uh, big report is that apparently NXT is going to be moved to Tuesday after WrestleMania. Okay. All right. So uh, I get to watch it live now on cable up here. <laughs> and what I what, if I need to watch something on uh, AEW, what I'll normally do is record it and watch it afterwards. Okay. But if they're going to move NXT, it means I can watch both. Okay. So you, you got any questions about any of that stuff? No. Nah, that all makes sense to me. All right. Now, let's go on to uh, uh, last weekend's uh, UFC uh, results. Of course, the big one was uh, Amanda Nunez uh, beat uh, Megan Anderson um, with a submission in like about two minutes, yeah. which is kind of how I figured it was going to go. You know, I had to laugh because I was listening to your other podcast where you and your co-host were discussing the match and trying to make any argument that Megan Anderson had a chance in this fight just seemed kind of ridiculous to me. Like... Well, I understand what he was trying to do, but the, the, the uh, thing that, the thing that I explained to him, like I'll explain to you is uh, I figured that Megan would run out of talent before uh, Amanda ran out of gas. And, you oh, yeah. know, well, uh, a uh, loss Amanda... to Cindy Dandois, a loss to Cindy Dandois, a champion you will never be. Yeah. Well, you know, she just wrapped her up like a Christmas turkey. Yeah. You know, and, you know, combination uh, reverse triangle choke and arm bar. It's like, who's getting out of that? You yeah. know, so exactly. it didn't particularly surprise me. So now the story is, is that uh, Megan, that was her final con- contract at UFC, final uh, fight in her contract. So she's no longer in the UFC. And the question is, will they keep the um, featherweight division? And uh, Dana White says, as long as um, Amanda wants to defend that title, uh, he'll keep it. But she also said that she wouldn't have a problem with the division being dropped. So I think right. the two. Ha- I think the two have to have a discussion about that. Right, uh, and, and, uh, and that. And now they're talking about her possibly defending the uh, bantamweight title against Juliana Pena with um, <coughs> uh, Holly Holm is out of their match. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was about it. I mean, what did you say? Do you have any comment on the match or no? I mean, it's just, I mean, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. I didn't think that Megan could get um, uh, Amanda Nunes tired. I didn't think that was going to happen. And I just figured she'd blow her out in the first round. She had that deer in the headlights look. Yeah, I mean, kind of echoing some points you made earlier, but it's just like Megan Anderson's improved since she came to the United States. But I mean, who has she fought? She's fought no one near the caliber of Amanda Nunes or on that <laughs> stage before. So I just didn't see it going well. Well, this is the big problem here is that, that, you know, guys keep trying to tell me, oh, they need to develop the division. Listen, there aren't any fighters who are good enough. They all stink. I, I, I say uh, let the minor leagues and the feeder leagues develop the division and nah. bring it in when a division exists. Listen, you know what? <laughs> it's, it, they're, they're, it's not happening, okay? No. Now, 
what I wouldn't mind seeing to replace it is with Invicta leaving UFC Fight Pass, maybe it's time for the UFC to get into Atomweight. That, and if they're going to replace it, Atomweight has a way deeper pool of fighters that they could poach from to start a division with. 145 was never a division. It was just Cyborg couldn't make the, said she couldn't make the weight cut, so they made Cyborg weight class. Yeah. All right. Now, the other fight that was uh, with this fight that was on this show, we had uh, Amanda Lemos beat right. uh, Lavinia Souza by um, uh, basically just knocked her out with what was called a power jab. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so they're both from Brazil. Amanda is from uh, Para, Brazil. She trains with former UFC fighter. Uh, Yuri Alcantara and his brother. I mean, uh, Lavinia is a former Invicta champ, but Charlie, she hasn't looked very good in the UFC. Uh, she didn't look good. Was it? Um, when did she lose to a man, uh, Angela Hill? Was that in Invicta? Uh, yeah, no, that was it. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. It doesn't really matter. I think that she was an Invicta FC. Well, she just has, she just hasn't looked good in the UFC yeah. at all. And no, no, so, and um, it's kind of interesting because she was on a streak in Invicta, and but right before that, where she was finishing people, and for some reason, she just looks like garbage in the UFC. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with her. I, I, I really, uh, I, I don't think she's a UFC caliber fighter. Like, not the way she's been going. And uh, Amanda, think she's training because I mean, you mentioned that guy she's training with it doesn't sound like someone I've heard of before. It doesn't really matter. They, usually yeah. with the Brazilians, they stay at one place anyway in their hometown. So uh, switching camps is probably not an option for her. Probably doesn't have the uh, uh, resources to do that. Uh, no, yeah. she just, I don't know what the deal is with her. I really don't know. Now with Amanda, because she's 33 years old, I do expect them to uh, escalate uh, her road up the, the, up the, mm-hmm. divi- the uh, uh, um, strawweight division. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just because of her age, but she looks like she's a she's a keeper. Okay, oh, she's looked very good ever since she's moved down to strawweight. Well, what happened there is that on that first fight, it was a short notice fight, and she only took it, uh, you know, to on short notice. <laughs> yeah, to get into the UFC, and then after that, she uh, uh, tested positive for uh, steroids, and so she was off yeah. for two years, drug suspension. And then she came back. She's actually was always a scrubber. Oh, interesting. All right. Now, uh, we have a, a show uh, this Saturday. So there's three women's fights on the show. So I just want to go over them quickly. First one is Angela Hill versus Ashley Yoder. We're familiar with these fighters. Basically, uh, uh, you know, Angela's a striker. Ashley, you know, here's the thing about this. I'm not a, I don't like Ashley Yoder very much. Uh, she trains uh, Dan Henderson's place, Team Quest in California. But the one thing she can do is score takedowns. And basically, if she can score takedowns and sit on Angela Hill, she could win that fight. Because yeah. Angela Hill does not like hugging. But who do you think's improved more since their first fight? Neither. <laughs> Hold on. I mean, 
I just don't see. I mean, she wasn't able to take Angela Hill down the first time. I don't see it really happening in the second time either. Well, you never know. But uh, yeah. that's her. That that's her. That's her key to victory. I, I don't think she'll yeah. win. I think Angela yeah. will win. Okay. the The second fight. The second fight is uh, just a second here. The Courtney Casey and JJ Aldridge. Yeah, Courtney Casey versus JJ Aldridge at. Um, Flyweight, right? Yeah. Right. So basically what you have there is you have Courtney Casey, uh, who is uh, got some skills but has a low fight IQ. And you have J.J. Aldrich, who really doesn't have the skills to be a (laughs) UFC fighter. So the thing I – if I was talking to Schwan right now, I'd probably tell him that I don't really give a shit who wins. You know? (laughs) Yeah. You know, and whoever loses, well, neither one of them is ever going to make their way up to the top five or anything yeah. like that. And whoever loses should go to, you know, maybe get released or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and the third fight, uh, if I, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Third fight is uh, Gloria De Paula. Gloria De Paula versus Jinyu Frog. So the deal with Jinyu Fry is she's 0-2 in the UFC. She's a former Invicta Atomweight champion. She's trying to fight at strawweight. And so far, not so good. Okay? No. Well, I mean, and I never, I never liked her anyway. Okay? The way she won in all of her fights at Atomweight was that she was – she used her – I mean, she's ripped for an Atomweight. She used her physical strength to win those fights. And that's just not going to happen at strawweight. But she seemed to always have close fights, and a lot of times it looked to me like the judges got it wrong. Yeah, plus, I mean, I think she's kind of limited by the fact that she I think, what does she exclusively trains under her husband, correct? Well, not anymore. She's been training okay. at Fortis MMA in Houston with Saif Saud, and okay. uh, that's an improvement. Yeah, but okay. just years of that other training, though. I mean, she's pretty old as well, isn't she? Yeah, well, it's like I was telling Schwan the last time she fought. I said she better get her yeah, shit she's together. She's thirty-five. Because, yeah, she better get her shit together because she's running out of time. Because I mean, oh, and she, if she loses here, it's zero and three, and this is not going to be. She's out if she loses this. this. If she loses this, she's no longer in the UFC. Okay, so the thing here, Gloria De Paula is uh, from Sao Paulo, Brazil. She's actually the girlfriend. Of Mayra Buena Silva, who fought a couple of weeks ago, right? <laughs> so they trained together at um, Shootbox mm-hmm. in um, Sao Paulo with Diego Lima, and she was on uh, the Contender Series. So she looked pretty good in the Contender Series, but I expect her to win here because uh, I, I don't see I don't see uh, Ginny Fry beating her. I expect her to win as well. I don't see Ginny Fry really having success at strawweight. Okay, so that's what's coming up here uh, this weekend. Uh, those fights will be on ESPN Plus in the U.S. and TSN in Canada. All right, now let's talk about the Deep Jewel show from Saturday. Was it was Saturday okay. or Sunday? From Sunday. Sunday. Okay, so uh, you were at the show. So um, that was at Corcoran Hall, right? It was, yes. So... What was it like? Like, how was the, uh, uh, like, how many people were there? Um, 
I mean, they still have a 50% capacity, but I would say there's a couple hundred people there. It's not a very large venue. It's more of like a historically important they, place for combat sports get, in Japan. They get about, they get about 1,200. Yeah, but there's, there was nowhere close to that because of the virus. I'd say there's a couple hundred people there. Now, the first bit, they had the, they had the start of the Adam Wake tournament there. But the big problem was one of the fighters missed weight and ended up going to the hospital. So let's talk about Correct. that. Okay, so her name's Sakura, and people, she might, she's pretty young. She's like 18, still in high school. And people will remember that she missed weight in the Rising tournament as well. And which is actually kind of an interesting thing because that was actually one kilo heavier. It was like 2.2 pounds heavier weight class because Rising does the Super Atom Weight tournament. And but she had more time to prepare for this fight. So the kind of excuse given in the last fight was it was a last minute fight. So this isn't characteristic. She only had a week to prepare. But this time she knew this tournament was going to happen for several months. And the fact that she missed weight is a very big deal in Japan. And they're already talking about some type of suspension or punishment as a result. Yeah, of I heard about. Yeah, I heard about that. Seiki, Seiki wants to do something about do something like that. So what's the deal with her? Is she just not? Uh, is she just? Uh, sounds to me like she's a young person and a she bit is, of an um, idiot, and a bit of an idiot. The issue is is um, a lot of it's kind of hush hush. But one person who's been talking about it is Shinya Aoki. He uh, yeah. was speaking on a podcast. I'm sorry? Yeah, go ahead. He was speaking on a podcast that her pa- it sounds like her parents are in charge of everything. And they came to him and asked him to train her. Yeah. And he accepted and was training her and was kind of saying that she's not taking certain parts of her game very seriously. And then oh. the parents got kind of annoyed. They said, just teach her how to grapple. And Shinyaoki kind of said, well, I don't want to, I mean, you're annoying me now. Just get the hell out of here. And if you're not going to listen to my advice, I don't want to train her at all. And so then she left. And so he thinks that her parents are kind of dominating her training process. And the fact that she doesn't have a professional coach guiding her and kind of telling her how to cut weight and stuff like that and diet, he thinks is all a result of her parents' over-interference. She should go talk to Kana Asakura. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or she just, okay. just, 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 just for, free. Those who, for the for those she's who free, don't so know, just join a gym. <laughs> yeah, for for those who don't know, Kana Asakura, who's got a title shot coming up against uh, uh, Ayaka Hamasaki in Ryzen, Kana Asakura used to train with her dad and her brother, right? Right. Well, yeah. So she also has a super involved father who's kind of like a weightlifter. But it's kind of a similar situation where it's like this person can't help you. <laughs> be a pro fighter like you need professional guidance yeah so eventually she went to a proper gym right 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 she trains at a very good gym so yeah okay so that's obviously what sakura needs to do okay so uh, uh who did we predict was going to win this tournament siwoo park yes she's i mean she advanced her match wasn't the most exciting match but she advanced, and she's already beaten two of the other people that advanced. So she has to be the favorite to win the tournament. Okay, so give me some idea of what happened, who won, what did you think of the okay. fights, all that kind of stuff. So, and I know, fight, and I know, and I know that for a, uh, uh, I think it was a strawweight bout, Amoeba missed weight as well. She missed weight, but she has like a history of missing weight. She notoriously loves to eat. <laughs> and um, 
tries to cut way too much weight beforehand, but she's more of like a, she has a lot of fan and fighter support, but her fights aren't like title contention or tournament matches. So I don't see her being punished or anything. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Then. Okay. So with the Adam weight tournament, so Sakura missed weight. So she's automatically out. Her opponent succeeds. Her name's Aya Murakami. Probably the lowest chances of winning the tournament just because I think she's only had one or two pro fights before this. Very green fighter. Weren't they, looking for, weren't they looking for Sakura to be maybe in the finals of this? Yeah, because, I mean, if you go to the event, Sky Ticket is a major sponsor. It's kind of like a travel agency. I mean, yeah, I know. They had, Sakura, they had Sakura posters. She does their commercials. So, I mean, they obviously oh. wanted Sakura. So, she better get her. You know what? You know what, Charlie? She better get her shit together. Oh, yeah. The only thing saving Sakura right now is she has a lot of fans. So, she sells tickets. If she wasn't selling tickets, I don't think she'd be given another chance. Mm. Okay, continue. So then uh, Hikaru Aono, who uh, is kind of like a wrestler, she beat Emi Sato, who had beaten her before, but Emi Sato is like 40 years old, so I don't think she was expected to go very far in the tournament at this point. And it's kind of like a grinding, just on top, win the match, get to the next round kind of fight. And then um, Siwoo Park fought this girl that goes by the name of, her nickname's Nisei, she's from Okinawa. It's kind of interesting because Nisei actually was got the pick who to fight, and she picked park as her opponent which in hindsight seems like a bad move um not even in hindsight yeah and uh nisei kind of went like was kind of like a striker but siwu park's just way more physical and has a lot of kickboxing experience kind of like just think hom so he when you think siwu park and you're gonna get she, a pretty good image of what she fights like she's a teammate of uh ham so he she is, but in Japan right now, she's been here for a couple months because of the virus. Uh, Miyu Yamamoto has kind of taken her under her wing because Miyu Yamamoto is stuck in well, Japan right now. You see, that's what she's good at, Miyu Yamamoto. She should stick to coaching and the hell with fighting. Yep, so she's been doing a great job. She's trying to rebuild her brother's gym and kind of taking Siwu Park under her wing in the process. And seems they seem to be side by side all the time. Everywhere they go, they're always together. Okay. What else? Final match, kind of a surprise. Saori Oshima, the smallest fighter in the tournament. I mean, she's the 44 kg, like the microweight champion. She's 4'11", but she's tiny. She submitted Emi Tomomatsu in under a minute. And uh, so it's kind of surprising. But Saori Oshima has like 23 years of judo experience, though. So it's not that surprising that she well, threw her and finished her with a judo move. Emi Tomomatsu is terrible. Yeah, she's kind of like a good uh, – Amy Tomomatsu is kind of like a fan favorite because she's charismatic, but she never had the skill really? level to, like, be an upper fighter yet. A former pro wrestler. Right, before an injury. Yeah. And then, but, I mean, Park – Park uh, – I'll describe Park. The difference between Park and Han Sohee is what I noticed, I don't think Park has knockout power. She has what I'd like to call TKO power. Yeah. And um, so against Aona, who she fought before, what she'll do is she'll stun you. You'll stumble into the cage, and she'll unload shots until the ref stops it. And I don't see many of the people in the tournament being able to stop her TKO power. Okay, so um, 
when so uh, anything else you want to tell me about this uh the tournament no the next round's in may and then that well, one that's what i was just going to ask you yeah i saw you going there and the, that tournament they'll actually have to fight twice in one night and so okay. that could play a huge factor in the tournament because obviously a tournament if you fight if the first fight's drawn out or you get hurt it affects your second match but i will but say like, the person it's looking like it's going to be seawood park oh yeah but the two biggest people that stood out to me at the, in this whole event weren't fighters from the tournament. It was actually, um, there was a grappling match. It was supposed to be the main event. Seika Izawa was supposed to fight Miki Matono for the strawweight championship, but Miki Matono was injured. Mm-hmm. So Seika Izawa fought Miki Matono's teammate, Megumi Sugimoto, who is actually Hiroyuki Abe's wife and is a, one of the members of AACC. And she was like a mm-hmm. collegiate wrestler. She wrestled at Waseda University. So she's got some good wrestling background. But as I've discussed in the past, Seika Izawa at one point in time was ranked the fourth best wrestler in Japan. She was also similarly ranked in judo. And she just destroyed Sugimoto. She submitted her in under a minute in the grappling t- in their grappling match. And... If she beats Miki Matono, she's going to be the face of the new generation of women's MMA, I think, in Japan right. at least. Okay, so the next show, the next show is going to be in May, and that's where we're going to see the uh, semifinals and finals for this tournament, right? And I, yes, and I believe if Miki Matono is healed, that's when this title match with Izawa will be. Okay. All right. So let's go on to something else. We're, uh, one championship announced. Uh, a tournament for the what is it? It's supposed oh, to be Adam weight, but it's not really Adam weight. Nope. It's so, so stupid. And then the second you bring this up, people try to like jump on you on social media and try to say that it is Adam weight. They've just removed it's not the weight cutting. And my challenge to that is, um, I'm sure one FC has tried to get this fixed, but when Angela Lee fought VV May the second time, it was actually a catch weight bout because Angela Lee missed weight. And she weighed in at 120 pounds. And, yeah, so if you're cutting weight and the weight that you weigh in for your catch weight is 120 pounds, you can't tell me that Angela Lee's a 105-er. So what the hell is this anyway? Uh, like their their whole um, weigh-in structure yeah, thing? Yeah, like I, I understand why they started doing that. The problem I have with them, okay, is they lie about everything. Oh, and you can't even find the weigh-in results. Like, this don't exist. And I've heard numerous fighters complain. A lot of the weigh-ins are done behind closed doors. You don't Which see is wrong. And VV May, what, her manager at one point in time was complaining that they kind of use it to harass the fighters they don't want to win. They'll just like, oh, you need to weigh in again, you need to weigh in again, hydration test. And it just seems like it's very obvious they play favorites and a lack of transparency. So people are kind of upset with it that pay attention. So I know the one person that we all know is in this tournament and that is Ham So He. Yes. Right. So she's probably going to win, right? Unless it's right. Angela Lee we're talking about. Here. Well, Angela is not in the tournament. She's just like the, she's like, isn't she like the prize? The winner of the tournament doesn't become a champion. They just get to fight Angela Lee. Yeah. Well, and Angela Lee, for those who don't know, is not an adamant. She's a oh, strong. She's huge. She's, she could even be a flyweight. There's videos of her 
rolling with Rachel Ostovich and looking the same size. Yeah, the whole thing seems like it's fixed. It's to me, it's like it's I wouldn't necessarily call it fixed, but it's as close to fixing as you can get. They just give all the advantages they possibly can. Because there's rumors that she missed weight one time like seven times, and it's just kind of ridiculous. So I also noticed that VV May is not in this. There was a lot of criticism about that, actually. A lot of the Japanese fighters are talking about that. And then Shinyaoki, who apparently can't keep his mouth shut, he's also, I think he's the de facto manager of Itsuki Hirata, was just calling them a bunch of like uh, bitter old women <laughs> that they need to be quiet and let the new generation come along. But um, it kind of makes sense to me just because Vivi May has already fought Angela Lee twice. And from a promotional standpoint, Itsuki Hirata is much more popular in Japan than Vivi May is. Yeah. She was just recently on the cover of some magazines and um, she has like I think like 10 times the social media followers that Vivi May has. Now, Vivi May is a much better fighter, and I don't think Itsuki Hirata is going to do very well in this tournament. But promotion-wise, she's much more popular. So when are they doing this? Have they even announced when they're starting it? I think they just, this tournament is so botched because May 28th is the first round, apparently. It's so botched because they signed Han Sohi a year ago and don't say anything. And then they just like put her face on a poster and like, oh yeah, here's the, here's the event. So I just, I'm not a fan of how they're promoting the event. I don't like those guys at all. Okay? No, it's just, it's sketchy. I mean, they own the gym that all the trainers, the champions train at. And it seems very, very yeah. biased. I just think they lie about everything. Plus, they apparently, I've heard some contract issues where if you're familiar with a UFC contract, the UFC has to offer you fights. Well, 1FC apparently doesn't really have that provision. So if you make them upset, they'll just keep you under contract forever and never offer you a fight. So you kind of people are too scared to complain. The other thing is they totally overinflate their uh, broadcast figures. Oh, I mean, what? They said they more people than the Super Bowl watched their event. It's so, just I mean, complete nonsense. Somehow, yeah. and you know what? Somehow they managed to get a deal with TNT. I mean, are they paying TNT? I just don't get it. But No, um, they're paying them. Who was their, their old PR I, guy? I just don't they're see. Old. I just don't see how you could listen to anything that these guys say and believe a word of it. Well, especially, I think their old guy in charge of PR, I think his name was Lauren. I think he works for the PFL now. Oh, yeah? Like, as soon as he left 1FC, his tone changed immediately. He was just like, oh, yeah, no one watches 1FC in Asia. UFC is the number one market share in Asia. 1FC is very far behind. I mean, 1FC gives, when they came to Japan and other countries, most of the people at the event are there for free. They just give out giant stacks of tickets to people and ask them to come. All right. So how do these guys stay in business if they're doing shit like that? He somehow gets a bunch of investments from wealthy people in Singapore. And a deal from TNT. I mean, right. Well, being bloody elbow. I mean, what, the uh, 1FC is at negative $290 million? Yeah. 
and they lost I am not, alone last I am year. not a fan of that promotion. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I really can't blame Ham Sohi, who they're just like, hey, we'll give you apparently a hundred thousand a fight to come over here. And she's just like, Okay. <laughs> so they are do they actually throw that gonna stupid pay? money around. Are they actually gonna pay her? I've never heard complaints of them not paying people, but the Sakaki Barra, the guy in charge of Rising, complained. So what makes me think is that Ham Sohi's manager came back to Ryzen to see if they would do a counteroffer, and they were paying her thirty thousand to fight, and apparently, one uh, FC like triple, close to quadruple the offer. All right. Anyway, I'm not watching this bullshit. Forget it. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I think Ham Sohi on their Instagram. I think she's actually recently been engaged. So, I mean, I'm also curious to wonder how much longer she's – I mean, her coach is retiring. I'm just mm. wondering how much longer she's going to be fighting. This could be it. Yeah, the final cash grab before she retires. All right. Anyway, like you said, that's going to be May 28th. I don't know what to watch mm-hmm. it on. What are they on, The Zone or something? Not even that. I think they have, like, their own app that you can watch it on. In Japan, it's on this network called Abima. Yeah, I know what it is. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do for outside of Japan. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it anyway. They used to be on the Fight Network up here, but they're not on there. Okay. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about? Now, you have another podcast that you do. Yeah. Uh, I do a podcast once every two weeks with Shu Hirata. Yeah, I remember who he is. Really deep. Yeah, we do. He probably, I don't know him, but he probably knows about me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. For people listening, he's Mizuki Inoue's manager. Yeah, 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 other yeah, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, we just get really deep into Japanese MMA stuff. So we kind of touched on some stuff. But I mean, I imagine we'll spend 40 minutes talking about Shinya Aoki and what he's been saying recently. Especially about Sakura and what he's been saying about um, Vivi May and things like that. So, I mean, we just get really deep into the Japanese MMA rumors. He has insider knowledge. I have some insider knowledge. So just kind of targeting the uh, Japanese MMA nerds out there. I should have him on. I, sh- I should have him on this show or I could do yours. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Imagine what that would be like. <laughs> I, just, I just wish that Mizuki was still at his house. Get her on. But she's out in Vegas now. Yeah, she, um, who uh, she, yeah. is she living with Sterling? She is. Apparently, he complained that she's extremely messy. So apparently at the... <laughs> At Shu's house, her brother Naoki was actually cleaning up and doing all of her laundry. And so now that Naoki's back in Japan, uh, she's that no one's doing her laundry, so it's making quite the mess. Oh, I see. Yeah, because yeah. her brother her brother was in Vegas too, right? He was with her too, but he's back over here because he's fighting with Ryzen now. Oh, okay. And he's actually uh, living, I think, with Olika Sasaki, another guy that used to fight in the UFC. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I think that's about it. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, no, no. So uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you as always. Okay. Anyway, uh, again, don't forget to check out my blog, frankb316.blogspot.com. Thanks to Charlie for coming on the show. Like I said, I think maybe uh, the three of us, you, me, and Shu, we got to get together sometime. What do you think? Yeah, talk, I know he's extremely busy. But I'll try to. I think I do it at what a oh, well, shoot it. Let's, let's, I'll talk let's, to him and see what is available. Yeah, let's. We should talk about that. Maybe uh, 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 I could do yours. You could do mine. I really care. 
you know. Yeah, but uh, we can have some. There. We, we can work out the details. Or we, we we can have some fun with that because you never know what kind of questions I'm going to come up with. Yeah. Plus, I think he also is a fan of pro wrestling as well, so maybe he can provide some better conversation with you on that subject. Oh, well, that could be. Anyways, yeah. uh, if you have any questions or comments for my blog or either my podcast, you can leave an anchor voicemail. If you have any. Uh, if you like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.